0: breathing in air the fake ain't phony they are just seeing impaired cuz you believe what you see or believe what ain't there the real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair cuz greedy people seem welcome to the voices in my head and the intro and outro music is west and coast by the high eyes, council you can check them out on soundcloud welcome back you've been enjoying my podcast and YouTube channel, please hit that like and subscribe button. i really appreciate it. I was seeing something on Twitter over the weekend about a restaurant that was in the news because they had a dress code. So I was looking up and I found the one that was on Twitter because I went back to Twitter and then I looked up as I was Googling another restaurant. And this one is a couple years old, but there was something in this article that I really wanted to talk about. So I'm going to start with that one. This is out of North Jersey or New Jersey. It is on NorthJersey.com. This article is dated June 11th, 2021, so it's about two years old. The headline is, NJ Restaurant Incident Raises Question, Are Dress Codes Racist and No Longer Relevant? And that's what caught my eye was that people think that a dress code is racist. And and it may be, I don't think it is, which is why I wanted to talk about it. So let's get into this. Starts off with Charles C.J. Pace was wearing a $60 pair of joggers from the upscale clothing store Zara. And he said, and quote, expensive jacket and expensive sneakers. Yes, you can wear casual clothes that are expensive and are basically in style. And I've seen a lot of designers and it's more in the urban wear than I think maybe in the suburban or the white community, but When I look at this stuff, it's like, hey, some of these people pay some nice money for this stuff, maybe more than I pay for my clothes. The article continues, when he and his friend arrived at the Ashford, a restaurant and club in Jersey City, for a meal in early April, they were told by the bouncer they had to eat at an outdoor table because of the casual way Pace was dressed. Both Pace and his friend are black. Now, Right off, I don't think the black is relevant. It's more on the way they're dressed. However, something happens later that makes you wonder whether the race was more relevant than the way they were dressed. It continues others were dining outdoors, so they agreed. But while they were waiting for their check, Pace said he, quote, saw a group of white guys with baggy sweatpants and baggy hoodies get in. The whole crew was wearing what I got denied for. So, right there now, I would have a problem with that. Now, I have no problem with a restaurant having a dress code. Now, I've said before, I'm a baby boomer. I'm almost 60 years old. I grew up in the 60s, uh, mid to late 60s and 70s. There were a lot of restaurants back in those days, especially the nicer restaurant that had a dress code. Men had to wear a tie to be in that restaurant. Others had a tie and a jacket. It was just, we wanted a certain clientele. And it wasn't so much in my opinion, discriminatory, because I grew up in a predominantly white suburban community. I think it was more of we wanted a certain class of people. We wanted people with money. We wanted people that dressed a certain way. And the bars with the, quote, low lives or patrons that were low lives went to a different establishment, whether it was a bar or a restaurant, than the hoity-toity or the quote, upscale restaurants. And that was commonplace that I saw that growing up. However, if they're selectively enforcing this dress code based on race, then it's not about the dress code. It's a way to discriminate. Now, I'm assuming that what Mr. Pace is saying actually happened. Let's get back to this. The specifics of the Ashford's dress code are unclear. There is no dress code listed on its website. A sign detailing the dress code used to hang in the establishment But after it was called out for racist undertones in 2019, it was removed. So here, this was in 2021. Two years earlier, they actually had a dress code that was hanging on the wall and it was removed because obviously people were complaining that what they would not allow was something more that black people would wear rather than white people. And it was probably more urban wear than maybe suburban or middle-class white people would be wearing. Pace, 26, who lives in Newark and works as a model, YouTuber, and social media influence, took a video of the group. One man was wearing joggers, a backwards baseball cap, and a hoodie. Another wore basketball shorts. The video went viral with more than 700,000 views on Twitter. So this is obviously... He has the receipts. He has pictures saying, here's people being let in. That's wearing pretty much what we're wearing. But they're white and we're black. We had to sit out on the, the patio. And this is what I really wanted to get in. This incident brought to the fore... What many have been saying for years, dress codes are implicitly racist and target people of color. Now, I do not agree with that. Besides the issue of race, fashion in general historically tends towards comfort. The face of fine dining has been slowly changing for years, making dress codes in restaurants less prevalent. And like I said, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. The high-end restaurants did have dress codes. Tie minimum for men and others had tie and jacket. And if you watch some of the old movies, you will see this where someone goes in without a tie and they would have a clip-on tie at the maitre d's desk and they would hand it to you and make you put it on. Now I'm going to skip down a little bit because this is about the racism part of this. D. Wendy Green, professor at Drexel University's Thomas R. Klein School of Law and a legal expert on anti-discrimination law and policy, says dress codes are perforce discriminatory green says that by quote denying patrons access to restaurants if they quote do not comport with appearance and grooming norms they the restaurants are engaging in discrimination a restaurateur may believe that they are not engaging in race discrimination because they do not explore patrons of color she added however is there a grooming policy aimed at or only enforced against certain types of people of color like black men who wear braided hairstyles, hats, or casual sportswear, for example? I'm assuming she's an attorney if she's working at the School of Law at Drexel University. What I want to know, is she talking her opinion or is she talking case law? Is she talking the way the laws are in? I don't know. Just talking from my opinion I don't see how dress code can be racist. And I know people can say, well, the dress code is limited or targeted toward what black people would predominantly wear versus white people. And I disagree with that because when I look at a lot of the clothing designs or the clothing styles that I what I would say would be urban, which you would expect more black people to wear. I say a lot of white people Buying that same type of stuff, and I, it's more with the I think the younger generations, and really my generations would wear something like that. So as a as a baby boomer, I'm looking at as more young people's style or younger generation style that may lean more towards a race or a culture, but at the same time, it's not limited to that race or culture. And to me, if a restaurant wants to have a dress code. As a capitalist, they should be able to have a dress code. Now, they may have to pay the price for that because people may not want to adhere to that dress code and they're not going to go to that restaurant. Or if they think that restaurant is being discriminatory towards a certain group of people, the people that are not being discriminated may say, I may not want to patronize a restaurant that discriminates against anybody. That's capitalism. That's the free market. The market will decide whether that restaurant is correct. We don't need lawsuits. We don't need people protesting out front. If people don't like it, they're going to go out of business. And we've seen this happen with some bars. And I I think the last one I read was in Texas. And I forget what part of Texas, but it was a conservative area of Texas. It wasn't Austin. It was a conservative area where a bar had a drag show. And they didn't realize that a good portion of their patrons were conservatives. And stopped going. And I think it was about a month or two ago. I saw something on I think it was Lipsa TikTok actually posted their Facebook, this bar's Facebook, saying they were going out of business. That's capitalism, purest form of capitalism. You don't provide what your customers want, you go out of business. We don't need lawsuits for that. Now I think in this case with this restaurant, the Ashford, that if they were enforcing a dress code only for black people, but white people wearing the exact same thing were not being enforced, that's discrimination. It's having two different standards, one for a person of color or a minority and someone that's not part of that group. If you have two different standards, that's what's discrimination, not the dress code. The dress code to me is the dress code. And if you don't like it, don't shop there. Don't go there. And that's what I say about these bars that have the drag shows. Don't protest. I'm not big on protesting. If you don't like The food that's being served at a restaurant, you don't go. I go to a restaurant, I try it, I like the food, I go back. If I like the service, I go back. If I don't like the food or the service was terrible, I don't go back. That's capitalism at its finest. So let's skip over to another article. And this is the one that I saw over the weekend. I am on KSDK.com. This article was written September 15th, 2023. The headline is Social Bar and Grill's New Rules Spark Backlash. A long list of arbitrary roles like we're back in middle school, one commenter said. And I actually have a picture of the roles. I'm going to get that into a second. So the article begins with, holy cow, those waitresses are only wearing body paint. A review of a solar bar from 2017 Red. Fast forward and the same location is facing backlash from customers after posting a new dress code and dining rules. Now, don't know if it's the same management, if it's the same establishment that had body paint. The waitress is only wearing body paint. Now they have this strict dress code or it could be just this actual same physical address but the old business closed down and someone new moved in. Totally different company, totally different management. Everything's new, it just happens to be in the same location. A picture of the new rules at Social Bar and Grill has been overwhelmingly criticized on a St. Louis subreddit. The rules were reportedly posted in the bar's front window facing out and on the easel at the host stand, according to the user who originally posted the image. I'm going to skip the rest of the article because it's going to be the same thing. People don't like it. So I'm going to actually show the picture. And if you're on YouTube, you can see this. And it's actually the whole thing. And up in the corner has Social Bar and Grill and their little logo. Welcome to our house. In an effort to provide an enjoyable experience for fellow diners and staff, we ask that you respect our policies. No weapons, no exceptions. People don't seem to have a problem with, other than the Second Amendment people, they have a problem with this, but you don't see too many people having an outrage over the weapons policy versus a dress code, which I I find shocking. Now, I've said before in many, many episodes, I love my guns. I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. And if I see restaurants that have this signs, big signs out front saying no weapons, no concealed carry. I don't patronize those places. I don't go to Panera's because they they started doing that. Now, there are some chain restaurants that say they have that, but I've actually talked to the managers of those restaurants if I really like going to them. And I'll ask them, hey, I can still carry. Do you have a problem with that? And every manager said, nope, I do not care, which means I'm free to carry the, in there. But this is a mom and pop restaurant. So if they have no weapons, I know not to carry the, my weapons in there. No one seems to have a problem with that, or at least with the same people that are complaining. So let's get into the dress code, no mask. Now, two years ago, we had, you can't come in here without a mask, and now we have a no mask. I did an episode several months back where New York City was asking their stores to institute a no mask policy to cut down on crime. So here, 2020 and 2021, the government was forcing everybody to do masks and forcing businesses to enforce a mask policy. And now the the mayor of New York City was asking businesses to enforce a no mask policy. That, I think, is up to each restaurant. And many restaurants, and this was back during the height of COVID, if we went out, I had to wear a mask. And I thought it was stupid because while waiting for my table, I had to wear a mask. But once I got to my table, I could take my mask off. Made no sense that COVID would not get to me if I'm sitting at a table. But if I got up to walk to go to the bathroom, I had to put my mask on because COVID's waiting to attack me in between my table and the bathroom. That made no sense. Next one, no men's bags. I'm not really sure what that is because I don't really keep up with fashion. I'm sure it's men, like a man purse or something. Don't know why they would do that. Maybe they think there's, someone's going to carry their gun in there. I don't know. No backpacks. Maybe they're afraid of people stealing stuff, or maybe it just takes up too much space. I don't know. Now, personally, as I said, I'm a baby boomer. I would see it more and more, especially pre-COVID when I was actually in the office, of people carrying backpacks instead of briefcases. Now, I grew up in the days when I first started out my professional career, people had briefcases or some type of leather satchel, something like that, that the briefcase was replaced with a laptop bag. And then I see people carrying backpacks. Now, the millennials I would see do this, and I'm like, ah, eh, they're kids. That's just what they're used to doing. But when I saw people my age or close to my age wearing a backpack, my first thought was, people grow up. We're not in junior high anymore. My generation doesn't carry backpacks, but that was the in thing. Is people carry backpacks? And I would watch older people that people that, and it was just this was just my opinion. It, carry a backpack. Do what you want. I just always got a kick out of it that when I see old people do it, it's like you're not a millennial. Don't. Try to act like a millennial. Once again, that was just that's just my opinion. How I saw things: no hoodies, no saggy pants, no men's sleeveless tank tops, no overly revealing outfits. Now, with that, I don't see necessarily a racial component. Now, hoodies and saggy pants—you could say that you're targeting black people or African Americans with that, but I see a lot of white people with hoodies. Wearing saggy pants because they want to look like their favorite rapper, or they like more the urban wear as their style of clothing. So I don't see that now. Men's sleeveless tank tops—I see a lot of white people, especially like gym bros or people, uh, guys that want to show off their big arms. They wear that, so I don't necessarily see that as a color thing. I do. I see that as as guys that just want to show off their arms and no overly revealing outfits once again i see white women dress this way i see minorities dress in revealing outfits so those last two i do not see as a racial mate you can make argument on the hoodies and saggy pants because that is i think the stereotypical perception that people have of black people but then once again that's a stereotype white people dress the same way once again not seeing that as racial Dining rolls, please read descriptions on menu. Again, I don't have a problem with that. Restaurants are struggling to break even. They're having a struggle to make profit with rising food costs, rising labor costs, rising rent. They realize if they go up too fast on the menu costs, they're going to lose business. So they're basically saying before you order, no. What you're ordering. The last time my wife and I went to Ruth Chris, my wife loves carpaccio. And if you're not familiar with carpaccio, it's a shaved steak. I, I forget what type, but it's raw. It's shaved raw meat, very very thin. Then they'll put some greens with it, and they usually have some type of little sauce they drizzle on it. Everybody makes it different. They have some capers, and the server actually said now you understand this is raw meat and we chuckled it's like yeah that's why we want it we we enjoy it is very good and if you like raw meat or very rare meat you will enjoy carpaccio we chuckled after she left because i said i bet a lot of people get it not knowing what to order and send it back and it's very expensive Ruth Chris can't afford it so they want to make sure the next one, be specific on temperatures. Now, this may be more at stakes, and the same thing with Roos Chris. They were very specific about, if you want medium rare, what that meant to them. Because they didn't want someone ordering a medium, well-done steak thinking they're going to have a nice pink center, because you may not. And they didn't want to have to recook a brand new steak. Now, me, I eat my my flays almost raw, medium rare. If it's medium, I still eat it. I would still enjoy it. So it's not a big deal for me. But they're trying to control costs. The next one: if you order it and you touch it, you pay for it. Once again, they can't afford throwing out food. They can't afford where before COVID they could do it. They were making good profit. Now they can't. No returns, no exceptions. Yeah, if you order something and you don't like it, tough it up. And I do that. If I'm at a new restaurant, I order something. I don't like it. It's not the restaurant's fault. I I don't know. And if I don't, now if it tastes bad or if it tastes spoiled or there's something physically wrong with it, absolutely, I'm not paying for it. Or if I specifically said medium rare and you bring me a well done filet, yeah, I can't, I'm not eating a a well done. I ordered medium rare and I'll be tolerant if, if it's medium, it's not a big deal. But I get this, restaurants, it's about money. The next one, due to certain patrons refusing to add gratuity to their bill, a 20% gratuity will be added to all bills. They're trying to keep their workers happy. Now, is that going to cause a backlash? Yes, all these rules may. Next one, when paying with credit cards over $25, we must have a copy of a valid ID. They're probably getting stuck with stolen credit cards or chargebacks, or someone may go in, eat a meal charge it on their credit card and then report their card stolen. And they tell their credit card, that wasn't me. That was at the restaurant. So they want a valid ID. Once again, guys, this is all about costs. And the last one, guests who emit marijuana odors, vape indoors, or exhibit loud or disrespectful behavior will be asked to leave. The odors, I'm thinking, I don't want to sit next to somebody that's reeking of marijuana. I'm all for anybody who wants to smoke marijuana. Smoke marijuana, but I don't want to smell it when I'm eating. And same thing with vape. Now, I'm surprised they don't want to add cigarettes because you get people that smoke indoors and are chain smokers. You get next to them, you can tell they smoke all the time and they smoke indoors because it's just in their clothes, it's in their hair, and they don't even notice the smell. And the loud, disrespectful behavior, yes, they're trying to keep their staff happy. They have a tough time keeping workers coming in every night, and you can't have people customers being disrespectful you got to get rid of them all these dining rules i personally don't have a problem with as i said in the previous let capitalism decide whether these are good rules or bad rules if a majority of their customers are happy with this they're going to be okay the subreddit had a lot of negative opinions but how many of those people that commented on Reddit actually go to this restaurant on a regular basis. Now, new customers may look at this and say, nope, I'm not going. But if they're regulars and the regulars are the ones who keep this place in business, if they're happy with this, I'm good with this. Now, if I went to these restaurants, nothing on here I would have a problem with. Other than I don't like the gratuity being added to my bill. But at the same time, I usually tip better than 20% anyway. And if the food was good and I enjoyed going there, I would not care about any one of these roles. That's me personally. Other people don't like to be told what to do. And if that's your case, then you do not patron this type of restaurant. Just like the only one that I had a problem, I did have a problem with the dress code or the dining rooms. The only one I had a problem was, was the no weapons. That would keep me out. People get to decide. Social People on social media should not decide this because when I saw this on Twitter and I actually pulled it off of Twitter, I don't live in St. Louis. I probably would never go to this restaurant. So I had a bigger problem with the no weapons policy. But the people that live in St. Louis can have a say. But what does the customer say? If they lose half their customers, they're going out of business. Then this was banned. Just like the bar in Texas that did a drag show and they had to close And then there was another bar, I think I'm going to memory. I think it was in Memphis or Nashville, it was in Tennessee, after the whole Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light kerfuffle, they came out and posted on their Facebook, you know, that if anybody said anything negative about Bud Light or Dylan Mulvaney, they were going to be kicked out of the bar and they lost half their customers overnight. Then they were begging people to come back and they were backtracking what they said. That's capitalism. I am a true capitalist. Let the customers decide whether they like this, if they think it's good or bad, or if they think this is racial or discriminatory. Let them decide. Because if they lose half their customers, they're going to go out of business. They lose 15 or 20% of their customers, they're going to shut down. That's how small profit margins are for restaurants at this time. Just my opinion, guys. Thanks for listening.